What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Stakes is High podcast. I am your host, Jones. Uh, I want to welcome all the new listeners. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you would, please like the episode, follow my um, podcast on uh, SoundCloud. Uh, if you if you are tuning in from Facebook, if you're already on SoundCloud, I really appreciate you guys. To my listeners who have been tuning in every week, I really, really appreciate you guys. Please, if you guys have any uh, suggestions, please write those down, send them to me. I really love getting new suggestions. If you have guests that you think that would be good for the podcast, I'm willing to do that. You know, I'm here just grinding it out. I love doing this. So also, if you have constructive criticism, I love getting that. I'm not mean I'm going to change anything, but, you know, I love receiving it. Um, shout out to Nicole Muhammad. She gave me the, you need to stop saying, um, <laughs> so I really appreciate it. I try not to, but Hey, you know, all that's good is said in love and, uh, she tunes in every week. So I have to appreciate it. So it is something that I try to, uh, look forward, you know, look forward to hearing those, uh, the compliments as well as the constructive criticism. All right. Uh, this week, uh, I have a brother on, man. I've been paying attention to him for a while, especially since uh, I joined uh, social media as far as Facebook. I've really been watching his movement. I've been watching his movement ever since he was younger. Um, I used to see him in the streets. Um, you know, I used to see him in the streets, you know, sometimes with, with you know, some riffraffs here and there. But, I mean, it was our people and it was his people. But I've always seen something special about him. Um, not only just because I knew his family and I knew some of his cousins, older, you know, some of his family, but I always remember just kind of seeing that connection with uh, the church, not only, you know, from his family, I just remember him really being connected there. So I always seen a balance that maybe he didn't even know he had, but I seen it just being observant as a person. Um, But let's get this brother in, man. He has a good story to tell. He has a lot to talk about. I have Jamar, a.k.a. Will Stomp. What's going on, man? What's happening, man? Happy to be here, brother. Yeah, man. Welcome. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, um, man, I'm glad you too. I'm glad you, you agreed to do the show, man. Um, we're at his house live, so, he, you know, if, if you hear his babies, it's all good. We're here. So. Yeah, I got, I got four kids, and they, you know, running about, so it's real life out here. Yeah, yeah. It's a, <laughs> I, I'm mobile, so I always come to the people, but, um. Yeah, man. What's going on, man? How how things going? Man, things is going good, man. I just been um working real hard, taking care of the family, trying to uh, run this business, trying mm. to serve in my community. That's what's up. So it's a lot, man. It's twenty four seven, bro. Yeah, man. I see you on the grind, man. You gave me like a a short window, man. I got this day, this day, this day. What's up? Come on. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. That's for, that's for anybody trying to get a meeting, anybody trying to do anything. Yeah, man. Man, how you doing, man? I, um, you know, with four kids, you know, running a business, you know, still working, you know, how, how, how you even find the energy to do it? Man, my motto is pray, plan, and hustle. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha, gotcha. So you, you gotta, you gotta stay prayed up. You gotta have a solid plan. You can't just be um, running around doing your days, just letting things happen right, right, <laughs> as right. they come across. You got to plan your days out, and you got to work hard. You got to hustle. So that's how I get it done, bro. That's what's up, man. Man, tell us about yourself, man. We, uh, you're, you're a, you're a Marion, Marion vet. Marion you know? giant out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, represent, man. We're going to semi- yeah. No, yeah, we're playing semi-state Wednesday, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, we, good luck to the Marion Giants. So, yeah, I'm originally from Marion, Indiana. Um, I'm born and raised in Marion, Indiana. 
I moved to Indianapolis when I was 15 years old, and um, I've been here ever since. So I've been in Indianapolis for over 17 years now, or, or, or longer. So I feel like I'm from here too now. Gotcha. <laughs> you gotcha. know what I mean? Um, I'm an MC. I've been rapping all my life as far as back as I can remember. So um, I do that. Um, I'm a truck driver. You know, yeah, I just found that out, man. Yeah, I'm a truck. Okay. I'm a truck driver. I'm a husband. I'm a father of four, and um, also do have a promotions company called Be Salt and Light. And um, yeah, that's what I do. And I try to mentor out here in this community too that I live in. Boy, I got six jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay busy. That's what's up, man. Man, um, one of the things that I, I, I first wanted to talk about, man, coming from Marion, you know, just being raised the way we were raised in a city with a very small percentage of african-americans you know with the community being small um like i said in my intro you know i used to see you you know see you in these streets man you all you know and of course we all grow yeah um and just not being the you know the person you are now and just walking and maturing and you know tell me some of some of the you know your story in the you know your younger age i mean I look at it like the normal, the typical black kid from a neighborhood type of story. Right. You know, you got your, your your friends and your environment to where you see it's normal for you to see drug dealers, but you might not even really recognize it as something that's necessarily a bad thing until you get a little older. Right. But you see the guys hanging out and you see the, you know, junkies coming in and out. You know, and Marion, I'm from... 20th and Meridian Street, you know, yeah, around yeah. the corner from the Boys Club. So yeah. I used to see a whole lot of stuff growing up. You know, it's a tight-knit community. All of my friends that grew up together, you know, we 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 made each other tough. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we used to fight each other and uh, be back playing the next day or yeah. the same day. Yeah. It's like growing up in that type of environment, you learn how to have thick skin because your best friends is going to talk about you the worst. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, we talking about exactly. each other's moms. <laughs> Used we to call it cracking. Each, yeah, we talking about <laughs> each other's grandma. Yeah, like, yeah. we really talking about real real stuff. That's, if your mom's in prison, we going in on your mom's that's in prison. Yeah. Like, we used to be hard on each other. So, growing up in that type of environment just give you thick skin and make you make you tougher. You know what I'm saying? But also... Back in the, you know, we we a little older, so growing up in the 80s, we always, everybody went to church. Even the thuggest of the thug, hardcore street dude went to church. Your mama was going to take you or your grandma was going to take you. Isn't that crazy, man? Because yeah. not, you're absolutely right, man. I think that's yeah. one of the downfalls, and we could talk about this a little later. I think that's what's not, that's not happening in today's church. But I remember, man, I'm not saying any names, but one of the biggest drug dealers in the city. Mm-hmm. Used to go to church every Sunday at no my doubt. church. I'm looking like this <laughs> no dude doubt. the biggest dope dealer in the city. No. So I mean, you're absolutely but right. But he, he probably had a grandma that was like, "Boy, is you gonna be there exactly. in the morning?" And exactly. you can't t- back then. See nowadays, grandma be at the club too. That's the difference. Yeah, exactly. Grandma like 34 right now. Yeah, 30, yeah. 38. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Back in the day, we used to have those old grandmas that was cooking every Sunday, making sure the family was staying together, making sure if you if your parents wasn't taking you to church, my grandma used to make me go to church. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? She'd oh, come yeah. and pick oh, me yeah. up. So it was like you said, I had that balance. Like I had to neighborhood life but then i had that church balance too yeah yeah, and uh one of the things i think one of the things that connected me to the church was 
I thought it was boring at first, like I would fall asleep. Yeah. But I figured out that if you followed along in the Bible to what the pastor was preaching, yeah, yeah. it was more interesting. Yeah, <laughs> You'll be yeah. able to stay up. <laughs> so at a young age, I was retaining a lot of biblical knowledge. I wasn't really using it. I still kind of thought of God as a genie. I never really looked at him as like um, I was going to govern my life based off of it all the way. Right, right. But I was retaining a lot of that biblical knowledge and didn't even know it. So when um, I came into certain situations where I would bump my head, it was like I knew better. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So as I, as I grew into a man, I could see myself progressing and maturing right. a lot faster than some of my friends. And I could, like, when I'm in certain situations, I found myself being the person that was given wisdom out mm. of the group. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Being the level-headed one out of the group when we about to go fight so-and-so. But it's like, sometimes you had to calm me down, too. But a lot of times I'd be the voice of reason yeah. In, yeah. in a lot of situations. Yeah. So you think that was more so, um, like you just said, you said given reason. Was it just so- almost like or given wisdom was it almost like you were able to you know with the maturity in the church you were able to see you wasn't as your vision wasn't as narrow you can always kind of you know think outside the box yeah you know and even though I would get caught up in the shenanigans and and even sometimes be the source of the shenanigans you know I had a conscience I couldn't just do what everybody else was doing all the time you yeah, know. man, I think that's I mean, I think you're absolutely right, man, because I think when you when you go to church, you said something like just what you said, you thought of as a genie. And as I as I came up, man, I looked at, you know, when you go to church, man, you hear it. it a lot of things that you you were told growing up just coming out of the Bible, like, man, is this this is a magic trick? You know, mm-hmm. how can a man walk on water? Right. Right. You know, how can you know he feed you know, this many people with yeah. a loaf of bread, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And as you got older, you start seeing and you start saying, okay, y- your mind becomes a, you can understand it more yeah. as you, yeah. you know, mature into yourself and just becoming, you know, a very, um, just more spiritual, as I should say, you Most know, Most definitely. It's easier for me to now understanding. It's funny how people use science to kind of disprove, disprove, yeah the Bible and things like that. But if you really look at it, science points to to miracles because everything that is by science, by, by chance shouldn't be right. Right. Like the, the, the randomness and the, the fact that the earth is far enough from the sun that we don't freeze, but it's closer. It's close enough that we don't burn. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or not even only that, man. I think, I mean, you're absolutely right, man. I think, like you said, science will try to disprove Christianity or any other, any other uh, faith or any other, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, religion whatsoever. But there's things in science that they still can't prove. You know what I mean? So, like, how can you sit here on your side and say, I have the answers because of science? Yeah. But I can't tell you how this, this pyramid was built. Most definitely. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And and even... (laughs) The fact that there are humans is a miracle. Yes. Like when, if you sat down and did the math of the chance of your sperm making it to the egg and actually surviving out of the billions of sperm that get produced throughout the life of of your father and you were the one that made it, 
that's imp- it's impossible odds. Gotcha. The fact that anybody is alive today, everybody that's alive is a miracle. Mm-hmm. And so just the natural miracles that we have in nature make it easier for me to say, like, okay, everything is a miracle. You know, it's just yeah. it's just common to us. Gotcha. Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. The things we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Just going out, being like, ah, this clean air. No doubt. No <laughs> you doubt. Know what I'm saying? No or doubt. like, man, it's daytime out. You know, it's no just doubt. like those are the type of things that we just, like you said, take for granted. And that's the funny thing too is like when you recognize that everything is a miracle, you don't. It's not that big of a trip to you because just like you said, you breathe in oxygen, no. but oxygen is actually poisonous. To our system, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Oxygen is what causes things to rust if exactly. they're left out too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But somehow God made it to where oxygen sustains our life, okay. even though it's a poison, even yeah. though it's a gas. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? For sure, man. It's a trip, bro. Yeah, man. Well, um, tell me how, like, you said you moved from Marion to Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and it seemed like, like you said, as as a at a young age, you was, you know, running with the crowd that you felt like, you know, you eventually you had to break away from that to mature. No doubt. Know, regardless if those people matured along with you or they didn't. Yeah. yeah. What what was the turning point to where you was just like, yo, I gotta I gotta make this change, man. I think um because before you go, because we can all speak right now, even just like with me and you, I could just say, because being from the same city, you know, mm-hmm. Knowing the same people, no doubt. There's a lot of people that that's dead right now or in prison. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. What made you say, nah, not me? I think one of the one of the things that really made me focus on what I was doing with my life was at the age of around 19 years old. That's when a lot of my friends started dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. people that I knew, grew up with, was getting killed. And it was like they was living the same type of life I was. My friends started going to prison, you know what I'm saying, and doing, like, long sentences. And I'm doing the same thing that they was. You know, I was getting into things to where, you know, I got shot at before. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, it just felt like every day I wasn't comfortable living, living my life day to day. Like, the type of life I was living I felt like I had to have a gun in my hand to walk through my apartment hallway. Right. Just, be, you know, because when I open up the door on the other side, I don't know who might be there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when things like, when you when you find yourself living like that, it's like one day I just woke up mm. early in the morning and I just felt disgusting. Mm. And um, I had money. I wasn't I wasn't like in a bad position financially, but I felt disgusting. I felt like I was in a bunch of mess. Like I just I can't explain how dirty I felt when I woke up. Was it just like that energy, just that, yeah. that negative energy around you? Like man, I exactly. I, I I I take it back to you know on on everyday struggle when Big was like, I know how it feels to wake up. Oh, yeah. I just woke up <laughs> feeling like man, I just feel bad, yo. Yeah. And um, that morning I prayed to God. I said, Lord, I believe that you're real. Just let me know what the truth is about you before I die. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because it was just like I could like death was a. It felt like it was a something that could happen today. Right. Right. You know, I had partners that was dying. Like, yeah. I was young. like, And that's why I see when I see these young dudes out here in these streets right now, I know how that feel. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Do you think, man, like, 
and I and I wonder. I'm gonna ask you because I wonder if we share the same story. Who who introduced you to church? Like I said, I know your family, man. They yeah, you know, they all in church. I but was who, who was you I said was grandma born was in making, it, bro. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I had too, to go. I had to go. Um, do you think that a part of that, of course, you know, like you still had that spiritual side on in you, but you know, you were still you you were you were playing in both. Both worlds, you yeah, know most saying? definitely. So, most do you definitely. think if you did not have that spiritual side to you, do you think that you would even have woke up on that with, not that, at all. with that way of thinking? You know, not I mean? at all. Yeah. And see, there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, "One man plants the seed, another man waters the seed, and God gets the increase." Mm. And so that's why I always try to tell people that work with kids, it's like, look. It may not look like they're getting what you're trying to give them yeah, right now. Yeah. But the, the, the good thing is that you're giving them the information. So when they bump their head, they got something to fall back yeah, on, something yeah. to remind them, like, ah, man, Minister So-and-so told me this was yeah, going. He yeah, told me about this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Our grandma told me this. Our, I knew this. I heard this before. Yeah. And when they, when they actually bump their head, they can say, I know better. Yeah, yeah. And that was one of the things, too, is like, man, I can't be going to prison, man. I I know I know I know better. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's a lot of kids that have no clue. Nah, man. You know what's crazy, man? I mean, it when I was when I was in well, two things. You know, I can relate to you on that, man. Like, and I, and I'm I'm pretty open about my life, man. Somewhat on this podcast, mm-hmm. just the things that made me stronger. And I'm very, you know, um. I'm I'm very vocal on the fact of the drug habit my mother had. Yeah. And the reason I do it is not to embarrass her, it's not to it's not to make her look bad, but that was still a part of my life. Right. So I in fairness, I can speak about that. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So but with all that being said, man, the, the thousand times I've said it to this about this, talked about this, like I said, it's made me who I am. Most I would not have it different. But the gift that my mother gave me was, man, I'm telling you, I don't care if she smoked all night and didn't wake up. She made sure I got on that Sunday school bus. Dog, it yeah. was no option. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. I had a long leash, but it was like, get yeah. up, it's time to go to church. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was just like, that was the best gift, no matter how mad I've gotten over my life. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, I didn't, it took me a while to accept it and understand it. But as soon as I said, man, that was a gift, that's priceless. You can't give me a she could have yeah. gave me a brand new car every year yeah. that still wouldn't have equaled up to what, you know, yeah. making me get up and go to church. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it still kept that discipline in me. Most it kept definitely. me that know-how to be like, nah, that ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's dope, though. And it, that's one thing is like when you mature, some things you don't understand until you get older. Exactly. Until you had to deal with some things for yourself. Yeah. And, you, and you deal with some, some different type of vices. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To say like, man. I, I want to do this, but I'm not doing this. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, I got a mind to do this, but something in me is not letting me. Until you wrestle with something like that, you mm-hmm. you, you really don't understand. And um, you tend to be judgmental. But, like, when you go through some things in yeah. life, it makes you a lot less judgmental yeah, towards other man. people's situations. That, yeah, for sure. And, and for sometimes sure. it takes you to go through some experiences yourself man you know what's funny man i um i worked in a school and what you're saying is exactly right man i remember i mean we are a very materialistic people mm-hmm. man hands down but if you're in a place to where no one has money mm-hmm. the judgment changes into something else so i was working in the ips school system and this is i noticed this i was like we are one of the 
most accepting people when it comes to understanding like you're you're poor i'm poor yeah. i'll accept you in Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Until that one person comes that has a little bit of money, we were like, ah, nah, man, not yeah, you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So I think what you said, once you go through things in life, you're more accepting to understanding, like, yo, I understand that. Like you said, yeah. you see them boys walking the street. I know how you feel, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 pretty dope, man. Yeah, you- I, I know the mentality, man. And sometimes I just be wanting to pour my heart out to the cats. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like. You could catch me. You could catch me on the wrong day, and I'm gonna give it to a young dude. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? In a, in a loving way. Yeah. yeah. But like, in the, I might not know you, but I'm gonna give it to you like a big brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like, dope. That's dope, man. Some, I give you an example. Some cats caught me. I just got off of work. Mm. I'm a truck driver. Right, right. Probably just got done driving driving about 14 hours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm on my way home to my family. I'm at the gas station pumping my gas. Two young dudes probably 17 years old, 16, 17, maybe 18, come up to me, yo, bro, buy me some swishers, man. They, I ain't got my ID on me. Mm-hmm. Wrong, Caught me at the wrong time. <laughs> you feel me? I'm like, man, I'm not buying no swishers. You know what I'm saying? I go in the store. They follow me in there like, come on, man, get some swishers. I'm like, bro, I'm not getting you no swishers, man. I go back out to my, to my van, and I hear him walk across the parking lot, they like, man, dude, whack, man. He soft, won't buy me no, won't buy us no swishers. I said, hey, I called him back up. I was like, come here real quick. Let me talk to you. I was like, I don't smoke. I don't want my sons to smoke. I got a 14 year old. I don't want my son smoking. Right. I said, when I was your age, I used to smoke. I started smoking when I was 10 years old. Mm. When the chronic came out, yeah, I was with it, you know what I'm saying. My homeboy dad used to sell weed, so we was, you know, we was we was Still. pinching, yeah, we was pinching out the sack. I was with it, you know what I'm saying. And I was like, "You wasting your life right now." Right. Talking to the young boys, I said they building prisons right now, hoping that you go. Oh, yeah. Like people is like when I go into the prisons to talk to people, you see the walls, the CEOs, the CFOs on the wall, like people that's financially yeah. gaining. Shh. From these bodies being in, and, and I said they hoping that you go. Right. I said y'all what, and I promise I don't cuss, bro. I don't even make a mental thing not to cuss. I just don't. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If I stub my toe, I don't cuss. But I said, man, y'all out here bull ass <laughs> straight up. They can see the fire in my eyes. I said y'all out here playing. I said y'all need to go over to work one, mm-hmm. get in some type of trade, right. get you some money. And quit you, you, you trying right. to get high? I said, how much money y'all got in your pocket right now? Not enough to buy seven bucks. What y'all got? <laughs> so you gonna spend a quarter of your entire money that you yeah. got on some trying to get high? Yeah. I said, work one is right down the street, bro. Go go get you some money. You can make a thousand dollars a week easy. Yeah, yeah. They looked at me like. I never heard nothing like that before. Oh, that's dope. You dropped you know the nuggets that day. I had man. to, yeah, man. For sure. I had, and that's what we're here for, though. Man, let me ask you a question. Um, since we're on this topic, um, do you think we have a chance? Most definitely. Overall, you think, you know, um, do you see change or do you think we have a chance to make, you know, a difference as a whole? Just keep it to our people. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what it, my my philosophy is take care of your kids and try to take care of one more kid. If if like everybody's out here trying to do this big work, like 
I'm going to start this organization. I'm going to do this. But if the men that's taking care of business, that's that's really about something, just raise your kids and see somebody that don't have a father, don't have no guidance, bring them along. Show them what a family look like. Show them what a hardworking man look like. Just one. Man, you know. Yeah, just one. Well, this is how, man, I don't know. Maybe I'm a pessimist to this, bro. I don't. I don't see it. The reason being, mm-hmm. I think we can on small levels. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Raise your kids. You know, gr- maybe grab one of their friends, mm-hmm. and we can we can have a a, a a a continued cycle, hopefully, of good people. Good people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, man, you know, I I think it's very hard for what you told those two kids right there, right? You can't compete with Young Dolph. No doubt. You can't compete with Yo Gotti. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? And there those those influences are way heavier than me and you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So me saying that I, I mean, I think you're very optimistic saying that for sure, but I'm sorry, man. I just don't see it but as a whole. A- and and the reason, bro, is biblical. Mm-hmm. God's coming back, man. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's it, it, it's like, yo, we're messed up, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I hope it gets better. Hopefully I'm but wrong. See, but see, my <laughs> but, but my philosophy didn't come from myself though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It came from the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. It, it no says doubt. be a father to the fatherless. Yeah. That's that's the key. And and like the before, like, check this out. So before Jesus ascended into heaven, mm-hmm. he told his disciples. Make disciples. He could have told him anything. So but, I was, that's the most important thing to do. So making a disciple yeah, is yeah. it's just like bringing somebody around and letting them learn how you live. But is that changing the whole? Most definitely. That's changing a few. You're, you're a Christian right <laughs> now. Yes, yes. Because 2,000 years ago, 11 people took the word of Jesus and decided to make disciples. So do you not think that... The time that we're in is not worse than it was, let's just say, 20 years ago. Nah. You don't think it's worse? Heck no. Worse? I mean, what do you... 20 years ago. Okay. So... You're going to pinpoint one thing that's probably... That's like... Okay, let's... For example, um, 30 years ago, racism was worse. I can agree on that. But the conditions of our people... You know, I think on an overall in a different in a different way, I think there's more people out here, you know, financially probably situated a lot yeah. better than what they were. But man, you I don't you know your neighbors? Yeah. Are, see, are you comfortable? Let us say this is the thing. But you know what I'm saying? Like you, you get where I don't I'm know going, all of my neighbors. But you get where I'm going with them, it. Though. Twenty years ago you probably would have knew everybody, everybody out here. Yeah, yeah. But right now, it's just that the conditioning of our people mm-hmm. is just like, man, we are we are conditioned to where it's bad, bro. You can't trust. I mean, it's just like I think we're in a situation now to where before, look look how we grew up, mm-hmm. man. We grew up at the boys' club. Everybody knew everybody. Yeah, yeah. you can. The boys' club was a daycare. Yeah, most drop definitely. them off. Most definitely, you can't do that now. Yeah. Because yeah. not because there's going to be some stranger in a white van taking kids is because you're going to have somebody out there fighting or shooting or doing something crazy like yeah. man, you know. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like the conditions are worse to where 
I, that's that lo- that loses me in a sense. Do I still feel yeah. like I should change a mind of a young man? Heck so this, yeah. So this is this is the ill thing though. Right. You could have been born at any time in history. Yeah, for sure. But God chose you to be alive right now. Mm-hmm. Chose you to be a man of God right now in these days and times. Right, right. right. So he could have chose you to be a, a man of God and where where the, in the times was a little in easier. The 50s. <laughs> but but he said there's something that's in Fred that's that's conditioned for yeah. these days and times. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, you no know doubt. what I'm saying? No doubt. No doubt. And so so we got And we all adapt. You have to adapt. No doubt. Yeah. So we gotta look at we gotta look at that and say, why did God choose me to be alive right now when kids is is, is killing each other at 14 years old. Why did why did he choose me for this time? Right, right, he could have right, chose right. me for the civil rights movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he yeah. didn't. Gotcha, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And and the thing of it is is like in my life I had you 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 know my family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I won't say their names cuz I don't want to put them out there like that, yeah, but yeah, I had yeah. two sets of cousins mm-hmm. that were selling crack. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Making money. Yeah, yeah. I had another cousin. He told me more, you ain't got to do like they doing. Yeah, just be yourself. You could you could get you a little gig. You still could be able to get the girls. My cousin, he worked at the hospital. He was he was fresh. He had girls. <laughs> he had respect. Doing it right. He's he, and he was doing his thing. You know, yeah, what I'm yeah. I looked up to him. You know what I'm saying? He was a, every he was a popular dude. I had two other cousins that was popular. They had girls, but they were selling dope. You know what I'm saying? Now. If it wasn't for this cousin right here been, yeah, yeah, that yeah, said, yeah. Mar, you ain't got to do that. Yeah. What they doing is cool, but look, I'm working every week. I ain't worried about what they got to worry about. I still got girls. Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> I still yeah, got yeah. nice clothes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't got to do that. If it wasn't for that, I probably would have easily gravitated for towards sure. it. It was for just sure. that one. A lot of times it takes one person. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I totally That, that could steer you the other way. I totally You know agree. what I'm saying? I totally agree. That's dope, man. Yeah, um, let's switch it up, man. Uh, yeah. You said you was an MC, no doubt. For sure, man. I, I listen to you all the time, especially um, I'm rich. I love that joint, man. Yeah, <laughs> I love that joint. If you haven't, if you haven't heard it, man, check it out on YouTube. You got like a video going on there. Yeah. That's one of my favorite joints, man. man uh, I appreciate that. Man. I like what you're talking about in there. So, um, but you haven't always been doing. You know, do you consider yourself a gospel rapper? It's funny. Because a lot of gospel rappers like, nah, I'm not a gospel rapper. Like, I uh, am a gospel rapper. What's old boy name? Like, uh, Lecrae? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, I said, I'm not a gospel rapper. He's just, you I, know. I see where he's going with it. I don't knock him for it. But um, So do you consider yourself a gospel rapper? Yeah. Okay. I do, but I don't. When I say I'm a gospel rapper, I don't want you to say, okay, he does what so-and-so does. Gotcha. Like you can't. I nah, don't think. Different. You I don't bars. think. It's, I don't I've think heard it's a, corny gospel yeah. rap. I should. I'm, yeah, corny gospel rap. Yeah. And I heard, you know, cats like you kicking, you know, spitting bars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, whoa, this jamming, and it's no doubt, and it's positive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. yeah. I think like from an artist like me, don't expect to hear the gospel on every song, and. Sometimes you will hear the gospel on a song. Okay. So I'm not going to compromise what I want to talk about for the church crowd, and I'm not going to compromise what I'm going to talk about for the streets either. Gotcha. So what you're getting when you listen to my music is more of a complete person. Just like me and you having a conversation right now, Right. we could talk about anything, and that's how I want my music to be. Yeah. Like, we could talk about 
how I grew up. We could talk about, you know, how the streets was. We mm-hmm. could talk about, you know, why I don't gamble any. Let's like yeah, how yeah. how I um deal with dealt with females before I met Mark. Like we could talk about anything. We talk about raising kids. We could talk about anything. But we definitely could talk about the gospel, and we definitely gonna talk about the gospel because hey, you're getting a complete picture. That's dope. That's dope. I'm not here to just preach on every song, and if you listen to my mixtape, uh, my last mixtape, just bars, is ten tracks. Where can they find it at? They I can, know, but... Yeah, they can find it at um, at sounddoctrinemusic.com. That's music with a Z and a K. Or you can look up Will Stomp on SoundCloud. That's where I heard it. At, Will Stomp. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, on the tenth song, I intentionally just preach like it's just yeah. like I'm. I ain't spitting no heavy metaphors and no similes. I'm just getting straight into it. I'm I'm, I'm talking about issues of the day concerning religion, and I'm giving you the gospel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like it's a time and a place for everything. And so, so when did you? Because you you made the transition. Was that transition like? You know, how soon did you make the? Because the thing is, did you make the transition into, you know, um, the gospel rap? Was it how was the transition as far as did you were you completely dedicated to the faith mm-hmm. before you committed yourself to gospel? Rap? How'd that transition go? Which I was, was I was definitely committed to the faith first. It okay. was a it was an awkward stage. So. If we if we flash back back to that morning where I say you know I woke up in my mm-hmm. apartment me and my cousin was staying together and I used to hustle out of the apartment and whatnot you know I wasn't working or nothing I was just doing yeah. kind of like sowing my royal oats you know what I'm saying it being as bad as I wanted to be and um, after I prayed that prayer my baby mom at the time which mm-hmm. is my wife now she invited me to come to church with her. Mm-hmm. And so I was just at a point that was like, bet, I'm coming. Because like we said, I was raised in the church. But yeah. from age like 14 to 22, I probably went to church maybe four or five times. Straight. okay. You know what I'm saying? When I moved down to Indianapolis, I never went to church. Mm. Like unless my dad was dating somebody that went to church and we might went to church with him once or yeah, twice. Yeah, but yeah. other than that, we wasn't going. Okay. And – um. Or if I was visiting my mom back in Marion, I would go. Shout out to St. Paul. But, uh, <laughs> Reverend Adams. <laughs> no doubt. So um, at this point in time, she invited me to come to church with her. And I came. And I just kept going, like, week after week. And um, it wasn't a fast change or anything like that. But I knew it was something that I needed in yeah. my life. You were familiar. So I was familiar. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, this is what I've been missing. Dope. You know what I'm saying? And so... At this point in time, it was it was kind of crazy because I was um, if you're familiar with DJ Ready Rock on Hot 96.3, yeah, yeah. and um, we was we was a, a company 625 Entertainment, and so there was a, a group on 625. It was the Trilogy, and it was me, right? I remember that the Trilogy had just got a deal with Jive Records. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Memphis Hits was our A and R. You know what I'm saying? So it was like us and the dude Huey was like his acts that he signed to Jive or whatever. And so they got the trilogy, got their advance check and whatnot, mm. and then basically broke up, like, immediately afterwards. And so I was the dude that rallied everybody together, like, yo, don't even trip, put it on my back, yeah. I'm going in the booth, I'm recording songs and stuff like that. And so at this point in time, I've probably been going to church maybe two years. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you still was dipping and dabbing on both in both yeah, sides. Yeah, but it, okay. it got to, it got to the point to where, you know, I wasn't hustling. I wasn't doing any illegal yeah, uh, hustling you, no yeah, more okay. anymore. Okay. And the only time I would even go to the clubs is when we had Promoting. to rap. Okay. Okay. You know, so it's like my life was different now. But I was still caught up in this image that I built up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I had people pretty much banking on what I was going to do. So it was very difficult to um, to change. Uh, what ended up happening was, like, we recorded all this music and we had a show. At the same night where I'm supposed to do, like, this first breakout concert or whatever, yeah. um, what's his name? Um, Ty Tribbett. Was at my yeah, church. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had came to my church. And I wasn't a big gospel fan or nothing like that, but I knew he was like a famous dude. So I was yeah. I was like, I'm going to stop by the church. Then I'm going to hop by. I'm going to go pick everybody up. And then we're going to hit the highway and go do the show. And so I stopped by the church, man. And Ty Tribbett just started preaching, man. He didn't even sing. He was like, at one point in time, you can either build up the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Satan. Mm. He was like, you either speaking life or you speaking death. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It was right just like before. everything. <laughs> yeah, right before I'm about yeah. to go do a show. He was like, there's no in between. And it was like, man, it was just breaking my heart because it was like, I know I'm about to have hundreds of people in front of me. And I know what I'm about to tell them is stuff that I know better than to do. Okay. And it was just like that night I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I didn't say I'm going to be a gospel rapper or I was just like, I can't do this no more. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. like I'm, he, he just read, my, read me my rights. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I can't. Like, with this knowledge, I can't. You know what I'm saying? Okay. My heart was just broke. I shed a couple tears. And I was just like, man, I don't even know what to tell him. I ain't even, I didn't even have words to explain the transformation yeah. that I felt. But it felt like a ton of bricks was lifted off my shoulders That's when I said, I'm not, I'm no longer going to preach a message of death. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up, man. And like a week after that, I just started getting bars that was different. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It was it was just different. And um, I don't mean to talk a lot, but uh, no, no, no. Tell you, do your thing. I didn't even really have no Christian friends my age, just dudes that I knew from the church. Yeah. And so I go back to Ready Rock crib like a week after that, and he was hot. Everybody was hot. You know what I'm saying? The whole company was hot. But I was like, yo, bro, I'm I'm giving them the gospel. I'm like, yo. This is what happened to me. I'm thinking like I'm about to let them hear this message, and everybody's gonna be changed, and we all gonna be on fire for the Lord. Six two five the gospel, man. I'm thinking it's gonna rock like that because I was so on fire, and uh, they was like, man, they was mad, but they was like, man, I respect what you're going through, but man, that was wrong what you did, but Uh, I respect it at the same time. So we went through all of that, and um, by the grace of God, Ready Rock produced my first EP oh, that sad. I did as a Christian. I didn't know no Christian producers or no student, no, no none of that. Ready Rock gave me all five of the, well, four out of the five tr- tracks that I had, Ready oh, Rock gave them to me. I recorded them, the rough edits at his studio. Uh, he hooked me up with a graphic designer. Like he, It, it was a 625 effort still, that's my up, first man. EP. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's what's up, man. So we always got love. He know he could call me right now and say yeah. I'm moving and I'll help you move oh, the couch. That's cool. Yeah, you know cool. I mean, that's cool, man. Um, do you think you know because you you were raised in the church and you you like you said before it was the transition. It was it wasn't a hard transition because you've been there before. Yeah, you know what I mean. Do you think? Well, let me ask you this: Do you? How do you feel? 
Like, because a lot of people, man, what happens is they don't know the Lord, they don't know the Lord, and mm-hmm. then they go to church on Easter, and then they get saved, and then all of a sudden, they, you know, they super Christians, yeah. you know, and I think yeah. they become overwhelmed, and they go hard, they go hard, they go hard, and they burn themselves out. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's like, I'm back doing what right. I was doing, you know what I mean? Right. So, and that happens a lot now in the in in our time to where, like you said, I had the biggest drug dealer in my church going to, you know, still going to church every Sunday. Yeah. I think a lot of people now, man, they just go so hard, man. You know, like you can't even talk basketball without them being right. like, yeah, man, Kobe hit that shot. Man, bless Lord, bless God, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, Straight come up. on, man. Straight up. You know Straight what I mean? Up. So, you know, do you think that was one of the reasons why you were able to do that transition just because of the, you know, being – Already being accustomed yeah, to that, I, I just think it was a natural progress, and it wasn't, it wasn't an emotional, yeah, type of decision where That's I exactly. felt like, okay, now I'm a Christian, now I got to look like this, gotcha, now I got to gotcha. start doing this. It wasn't that. As yeah. a matter of fact, when I really started going to church and really started like the word started getting in me, I prayed. I was like, God, don't let me be like the average pew sitter cookie yeah. cutter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying let me be who you created me yeah, to be yeah, you know what i'm saying and god up. and god really honored that that's what's up man. and that's why i say like even now though i am a gospel rapper i don't feel like i'm in the gospel music industry yeah like man. i don't i don't like when you think of a gospel artist i think of like somebody that's trying to be on bobby jones or something like yeah. i'm not trying to oh, do that, that gospel rapper that guy go jesus go yeah. jesus go yeah. go like come on man. i might do that though just to have fun but no i'm talking <laughs> just, about <laughs> when they remix it like no, a worldly yeah, song nah, that's, you not, know. That's, not, that's not gonna happen yeah and i think that's a lot of time though, though i did remix um one of Kanye's joints, I killed it though. Well, I think it can but, be done. Craft. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm, I'm talking an MC, about that. though. Yeah, the I'm, difference is, is like I'm not um, a Christian who's like, okay, I'm gonna use this rap music. I'm gonna decide to do start yeah, rapping. Yeah, so like, I've been rapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, no, it's not really any difference when you That's listening true. to me. You don't. You gonna respect what I'm doing just because I'm an MC. Yeah. You don't have to be a fan of Christian yeah, music. Exactly. You just gotta. If you like, as if, a matter of fact, if you like hip hop, that's you what I'm like just getting ready to say. If you like, if, if you pay attention to bars, you're gonna get the cleverness. You're gonna get the energy, and, and it's gonna be that. That's exactly what I was just gonna say about you. If you like hip hop, yeah, you're gonna like you know like what you're doing. Um, how hard is it? You know, do you? Do you still listen to, you know, secular rap, hip hop? You know, yeah, are you still a true hip hop head? I listen, man. How like, hard is that, man? So last <laughs> night, last night, I'm going to tell you. So I'm a truck driver. So what I listened to last night, I listened to uh, my homeboy Kyra Montero's uh, yeah, album. Yeah, shout out. It's called Crown. It's a, it's a Christian hip hop joint. I listened to that. I listened to Only Built for Cuban Links last night. Um, classic. Classic. Um, I listened to, uh, what's it, The Brilliant Idiots. I listened to that podcast yeah. last night. I listened to a little bit of everything, okay. man. I, 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 I think I listened to a little bit of a sermon last night. So I keep. I, I, so you're not in a bubble strictly to. No, nah, I tap okay. into culture. Okay. And a lot of. I try to listen to everybody's album at least once. Yeah, that same way with me. Man. A lot of cats, I don't give. You might not get that twice going yeah, back through. Yeah, I'll but take I, it once and yeah. then I'm like, ah. Yeah, I check on it and see what's going on just to yeah. stay keep my ear to the street. Top five that are alive, man. Top five that are alive. 
Ooh, I can't. Ah, come on, man. I'm going to just give you five dope MCs. No, man, you got to give me top five that are alive. I got different reasons, man. And like, that's okay. Give them to me. I, I, I give you, we got to do a category or something. I give you Slick Rick, Ghostface. Uh, okay, Slick Rick, Ghostface. Man. Man, Lupe, Most Def, um, Most Def. Who else? <laughs> Black Thought. Oh man, you went, you went. Uh, okay, okay. But but honestly though, I like everybody. Man, there's it's so many people that I hold like top yeah, yeah, tier. Yeah, I got you. I got it's you. probably a top twenty. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's it's top fives. I, you could put man, top fives in different. You know, I gotta go Buster Rhymes. I gotta go Jadakiss. You're living out big. Yeah. Big. I gotta big yeah. is. You don't have to say big. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's you trying like, to create a five without that's like big. That's like unsaid. You know, okay. big already. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Up, Pun. Yeah. Big L. Um. Basically, the whole Wu Tang clan. That's what's up. Man. I listened to Thirty Six Chambers last night too. Yeah, like I said, yeah. That's... And it, the dope thing about that is, is like I'm listening to music now, and it's like every artist on the radio sound the same. Most, yeah. it's like a over overbearing theme in music right now. Yeah, it's just a but big I'm, pot of gumbo. Everything. But I'm together. thinking like there was nine people in Wu Tang clan. Yeah, none of them sound the same. None of them yeah, sound yeah. anything like the other one. Yeah, that's dope. Aside from maybe you could kind of say Ghost you and Ray. You can hear a little you can hear a little bit of the New York slang, but yeah, you could kind of say Ghost and Ray. Yeah. But Rizza don't sound nothing like yeah. you got. You got don't Method. sound nothing like Master yeah, yeah, Killer. Yeah, yeah. Method Man sound totally different. Yeah, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, how do you feel about um, a lot of gospel singers, rappers you know, trying to appeal real hard to the secular world. Meaning, like I just seen a video, man. I seen Kurt Franklin on uh, on stage, Millie rocking. I seen him. You know what I mean? Like I seen him. I, mean, I seen him. Like it seems like it's. It almost seem. It seems. It doesn't seem organic. It seems like I'm trying hard. Yeah, that's him, though. And I seen other. He you know, been corny like that since he came out. True. If you true, remember true, on true. Stomp, he was like, y'all, 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 y'all. Yeah. <laughs> He been corny from the gate, but that's like that. some people is corny. But it seems like it's and it's, that's just corny is who they are. So like I kind of give him that. Corniness. Yeah, no doubt. And I guess I brought him up because I just seen that video today. But I mean, yeah. you're even seeing like you know gospel being going to the reality reality show stage, yeah, and yeah. it's just seeming like it's just becoming more, more and more secular to where it almost like there was a, a fraternity. In a you know of gospel singers that yeah. stayed loyal and they didn't break out into that except until Kurt came you know what I'm yeah. saying but it just seems like more and more you know you got it just seems more and more like just worldly you know what I'm saying I, like, I could dig that and that's one of the reasons why I kind of don't really even feel comfortable like in the whole like saying oh yeah I'm in the gospel industry because I kind of have mixed feelings about it because. A lot of it, I just see people chasing celebrity. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And um, I had a discussion with some artists here from the city not too long ago, and um, it came up. And I was saying, you don't have to be a Christian to be a gospel artist. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You don't. Mm. Like, a lot of gospel artists aren't Christians. So would you put that on the same – would you put that in the same category of – 
you don't have to be a gangster to rap gangster music. It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same that's thing. That's what's up. I, I, you know, it's like you like you could go to church and see cats playing in the band or all. They there for the check. They just good at. Yeah. I ain't I ain't calling out no band members or nothing like that. But a lot of cats is there for that check that they get. They just good at the organ. You know what yeah, I'm saying? They in the lobby that. trying to ho- trying to bang chicks out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I need this check. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. some cats is just good gospel singers. Like, um, who? Elvis put out a gospel album, you know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> like, you don't have to be a Christian to be a gospel album to, to make gospel music. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? It's still just a genre of music. And you don't have to be not a Christian to make secular music. You could be a Christian to make secular music. Can you, though? Of course. Well, I mean, I guess you can. I guess you can. Secular music, secular gets a stigma. still artistic. Yeah. It's still Secular art. just means not religious yeah, at gotcha. heart. Gotcha. So if I'm making, I can make an, a whole album about domestic violence. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess when you think secular music, you think they're about to be talking sex, drugs, and money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't have to. You know, you there's definitely. there's a lot of music out here that don't talk about sex, drugs, or money that doesn't mention God. Yeah. D1 is a perfect example of that. Yeah. So now, is he, yeah, is he, is he not... D1 is not a gospel artist. You know what? That's crazy because I'm thinking He's a about Christian, it. but he came... When you first heard of D1... Explain who D1 is because you guys... D1, you, yeah, about your... D1, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's an artist that we bring in here. Be Salt and Light, my promotions company, is bringing here May 29th. Um, and he's a dope rapper from New Orleans. Um, he's been... If you if you look up D1 and Google him, he's been making dope yeah, music for years now. Where can he get tickets? Uh, you can get tickets at besaltandlight.com. That's B-E-E, saltandlight.com. But but D1, he's an artist that, like, he's on Starlito's. I'm no, I don't know if you're familiar with Starlito yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, Don Trip. You know what yeah. I mean? He's on they Project. I've seen him on Don Trip. Yeah, he, he's on they yeah. Projects. He's, he's done tours with Killer Mike and Macklemore, and that's where he come from. You know, that's what he came in the game doing. But he's always made clean music, yeah. and it's just dope lyricism. That's right, man. And, um, you know, that's crazy because I, I never knew. You know, I listened to his. I've, I've listened to some of his music, and uh, I'm like, whoa, he. You know, it's just bars. You know, what I'm saying yeah, he's not. Yeah. He's not really. And I didn't know. I'm like, I mean, because Lecrae the same way. I'm like, is he? Yeah. You see, the, the, there's a difference. The, this is what's funny, though. But sometimes you don't know. I, I don't know when yeah. I listen to Lecrae. This, I'm this like, is what's funny. Is a cat like D One comes in as a secular artist, not not his music isn't explicitly gospel except here and there. Like he he has a song now called "I'm a Christian" and that's explicitly gospel. Okay, but the majority of his music is not explicitly gospel, even if he mentions God here and there. Okay, you know what I'm saying? You have it, but when he gets in interviews, a lot of times. His Christianity comes out uh, as the person because that's just who he is. Who he is. Okay, I got you. So got you. they might not even ask him a question about yeah. it, but he's going to jump into it because it's just in his heart to talk about that's it. You know what I'm saying? What's What's kind of confusing is you got a cat like Lecrae that came in the game okay. explicitly Christian, like super explicitly Christian. And now he's transitioning to being more of a secular artist. Mm. And when he gets into interviews, kind of shies away from the gospel. I see. So it's I like, that. Because when you do an interview, you know, you just kind of, I mean, he's, I mean, it's, it's respectful. But, yeah. you know, it, it's nothing, you know, I think he tries hard to 
show that you know I'm not a gospel rapper. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of just being who you yeah, just are, just be who you are, bro. And, and yeah. I can't knock him because yeah, I'm yeah. not in that position. I don't know you how know. that feels. You know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's just it's just an interesting observation yeah, yeah. to see somebody that came in secular yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's a Christian, but when he gets the platform. Is going to give you the gospel, whether he's on CNN, The that's View, or The yeah, Talk, or whatever, Sway in the Morning, yeah. whatever he's on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He let it be known. That's what's up. Um, we we getting we getting close to time, man. I, yeah. I, we got to do this again, man. No doubt. Yeah. What I want to talk about before we go, though, I want to talk about um, recently. You know, I think we touched on a little bit in the beginning. What do you think? Why do you think the attendance of the black church is going down, especially in the youth? You know what oh, I mean? Man. What What is it that... That's a whole nother conversation, man. Yeah, I know. I, I, that's but, what um, I said. But, I mean, you know, real quick, we could come back, you know, like I said. But uh, what, what so is, just real quick, a brief, we, what do you think? It's a, it's a lot of things that play a factor to that. One thing that's for sure, that if you believe her, you recognize that we have an enemy that's not playing checkers. He's playing, like, next-level chess, right? And so... You have a people group, us African-Americans, that was brought over here by European slave masters, mm-hmm. right? And so we have that information more now in our face. They're like, yo, this is the white man's religion. Mm-hmm. So a lot of kids don't want to hear nothing like that because they like, if the slave master would beat us, would change our name, would erase our history, mm-hmm. Why would he give us Christianity if it's good for us? And so it makes sense to a lot of kids. They don't, and adults, they don't think past. So what was we doing before that? Gotcha. Where did Christianity come from, actually? They think Christianity came from Europeans. Mm -hmm. They don't know that Christianity is over 2,000 years old. Christians in Africa, you know. Most definitely (laughs) was. So where do you think the Europeans got it from? They got it from us. Yeah, no doubt. So if you got an enemy that's playing next level chess with you, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to figure out a way to get them to hate what was originally for them. Mm. And it's, it's easy. So, so now we, we have the whitewashing of Christianity to where we see the imagery that you can see. I could pull out a Bible right now, and it, one of my kids' Bibles, it'll probably got Jesus with blue hair, blue, blue eyes and sandy blonde hair looking like he from yeah. South Dakota. Yeah. Not, and, and he probably looked more like Osama bin Laden yeah, in sure. real life. But don't you think, man, that's always been a, com- a conversation, though? It should be. I mean, even when I was growing up, that what you're seeing right now, has always been that conversation. I mean, you always had the, you know, the Nation of Islam preaching that all yeah, the way back yeah. in the sixties. Yeah. Do you think that's like? I mean, is do you think that's the main reason, or you think that's just? I one think that's of- a big reason right now because we have a. There's a lot of groups out there that's like, man, it's we so pro black that we forget about. Okay. We forget about the blackness that is in scripture. Yeah. We look at it as a European thing. When it's a North African, Middle Eastern thing. See, okay. You know what I'm saying? See, I was thinking different, man. I was thinking uh, one of the things, you know, and like I said, I, I, man, we got to come back, man. This is yeah. we, we need we need a few hours. But one of the things that I was thinking, man, is what I've been noticing lately within church, as especially being a person that you know that's been attending church my whole life. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Just kind of like you, I was always 
go to church, Sunday right, school, right. church, you know, get out, got to go to, you know, Wednesday prayer meeting, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Bible studies, whatever. But one of the things that I think that, um, that I think is really hurting the church is the prosperity preaching. Most definitely. I think the business aspect is mm -hmm. killing the church, man. The gimmicks and the cliches. Yeah. That's, that's another thing. Like our generation is not for the cliches. You can't tell me anything. Yeah. We're not for the gimmicks. Yes. Man. Yes. And, and that's definitely me. Like I'm nah, you know I, I, mean? I, can't, like, I can't rock with it. So, but you, the thing of it is, is there's it's, it's the popular, a lot of the popular churches are those churches. And that's so when, when black people go to these churches, they feel like that's all that there is. A lot of people have never, ever experienced of a solid Bible teaching church right. that teaches intellectually, that gives you history, that teaches like why we believe what we believe, that teaches apologetics, which is like how to defend your faith. Right. Like, a, the reason, the answer to why you believe what you believe. Like a lot of these churches are not teaching the fundamentals and foundations of the Christian faith. But let me ask you a question, though. Is there a thin line between a 12 person church for 20 years mm -hmm. and a church that's growing? Is there a thin line there between a prosperity preaching and not? Because yeah. if you're not. You know what I mean? If you're it's not churches with twelve people that's trying to run that prosperity <laughs> preacher, oh, there's, there's, it's just, it's just a difference the in theology, man. It's a difference in intention. So one, in in one case, it makes it seem like God is about you. Mm -hmm. It's about hey, God just wants you to be happy. He wants you to have money. He wants you to be prosperous in life, and and that's true to an extent. Mm -hmm. But the the whole reason for your creation. Is it's about God. Right. God, like, it, it shows us in Ephesians that the reason that we even exist is because God is revealing himself. Mm. So the only the only thing that you can know about God is what God chooses to reveal. I'm going to okay. go deep with you for a quick second. So before there was anything that was God, God always existed, totally secure, don't need anything else. Right. Within himself, he, he's all-sufficient. In his wisdom and his in his in his creative mind, he wanted to create other beings. He created the angels. Right. The angels seen his glory, mm -hmm. seen his love, seen seen all of that. When when the angels fell, when a third of the angels fell, they saw God's wrath. They would have never knew what wrath was, the wrath of God was, mm -hmm. until God revealed that. Right. Right? God created us. We fell. God showed us mercy. His, his created beings would have never knew mercy if it wasn't for us. Mm -hmm. So this whole thing is God just expressing himself. Right. Our whole our whole reason for being right. is God just God choosing to express himself and reveal himself to his creation. Right. And he deserves glory because of who he is. So we, a lot of times we get wrapped up in what I'm supposed to be doing and my goals in life and really... Our life should be a glory to God. Right. And basically, you know, um, and, and not to minimize what you're saying whatsoever, mm -hmm. it's almost like sometimes we wake up and you be like, man, why did, you know, I'm, I'm true to my faith. I pray, mm -hmm. you know, I do everything right. But, man, I still can't get ahead or I still failed at something. That's God letting you know, mm -hmm. hey, you still have to trust in me. Yeah. I still have to show you 
have faith and this will happen. So yeah. basically that's, yeah. you know, that's. And, and the thing of it is, is like God wants us to be secure in him. Yeah, for sure. One of the things like with Paul, even Paul said, I had a messenger from Satan, a thorn in my flesh that I prayed time and time to get rid of. Right. And God said, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm. That's your answer. Yeah. You may never get get what you wanted. Right, right. But God is saying, my grace is sufficient for you. You might deal with this issue your whole life, but God is saying, my grace is sufficient from you, right. for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up, man. Man, we got to come back, bro. No doubt. I mean, I got so much more, man. Uh yeah, we, we could uh, definitely get into yeah, that black yeah, church. Man, it's yeah, it's yeah, layers. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, exactly. It's, it's, There's so we much could do more, a whole segment man. on that, bro. Yo, please, yo, check out, check out, um, you know, check out. I'm rich. Yeah. I, I want to. That's the kind of conversation I want to yeah, have because yeah. I mean, we can go. Yeah. There's so many. There's, there's we layers. Could, in we that. could dig and listen to that. And we can yeah. ask we, some questions. I can play that, that, and then we can, and then we can, we can vibe out for sure, man. I gotta yeah. come back, man. Before we go, man, you gotta give me some bars, man. Ah, man. On the spot, man. You got to give me some bars, man. Okay. Hey, this is First Class Fire. Flame from the front of the plane in my brain. Peel back your drapes, relating to Drake. Nothing's the same. Not in the air. I am the heir, the king of kings. Hijack my life back, fresh out the grave. Y'all saw me. Said he looked too good to be a zombie. Bloodstained hands, redder than a hot taki. Used to ride with that yap yap in my jalopy. Stressed out, laughing loud at death like Tommy. Uncommon, like I'm the opposite of Lonnie Lynn With my dreadlocks and my dark skin I seen money and seen money tear apart friends I seen God and seen a grace that would not end I rap like I'm responsible for raising kids Cause when I was 10, Dre and Snoop had me on just juice and gin Chronic 2, hospital visits, chest full of phlegm I was puzzled by it till I stopped trying to fit in This the type of focus, make a bogus eyes look away Mind blow, like dang, look at what God did today Yeah, it's a cold world, but I swear it's even colder grave When you fall, I hope you got a parachute on your shoulder blades it ain't take Kanye for me to know we slaves ever since we was little. All we wanted was that whip and chain. Ain't nothing changed since Obama took the nation. The project still look like a slave plantation. Think we on the right track? I'm thinking Fruitvale Station. But I talked to God and he reassured me that we gonna make it. I said how? He said I created you to be creative. Survive the day and find another way to beat the matrix. Got my gloves on like I'm the black Balboa with the same flow to kill the whole earth except Noah. Till my blood stop, it's gonna be a flood watch. And I'll be damned if God loves stop. But it don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what's up, man. Hey, now, you just heard that. Was that gospel too gospel for you? The gospel was in there. It was in it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, yeah. man. A lot of people automatically think, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's got to be Jesus, Jesus. Nah, you was spitting, man. Right no on, doubt. Man. I knew it. Hey, uh, tell us how you can, how they can find you, man. Give man, us all your information. Google will stomp on um your Google search engine. Definitely go to B Salt and Light. That's B E E S A L T A N D. The word light.com. Check out our events in Indianapolis. We put on real dope, positive events for the city, man. Like, there's nothing else like this that's going on in the city. I really feel like we're filling a void, and y'all got to check us out, see what we're doing. D1 is coming to the city May 29th. And we're going we're gonna to rock it out like that. That's what's up, man. Check out that merch, man. I have some. Uh, no if doubt. you guys see uh, my Facebook, I have on uh, one of the shirts, man. Good fit. Yeah. So uh, check that out, man. Get some, Buy some of that merchandise. I'm going to get some more for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Everybody, thanks for listening. Um, Jamar going to come back, man. We got to do another one. Man, you know, Giants in this thing, too. Don't play. So. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Stakes is High Podcast. Peace. Peace.